are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Your boy Evan Klosky is back. Back again, uh, interrupting our regularly scheduled programming of 2022 player reviews because it was a busy day in Rule 5 draft land uh, for the Rays and other teams as well, which we'll get to. Uh, you are listening to the Locked on Rays podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Be sure you check us out on our YouTube page and channel and follow all our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and so forth. And you can uh, send us an email or voice memo, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Well, uh, the reason, among others, that we're having Evan Klosky, Channel 10 WTSP Sports Director, on uh, and uh, taking a little breather through our player reviews is because the Rays uh, stayed busy uh, on Tuesday evening with the Rule 5 Protection Day setting forth. I don't think I explained that all that great. What you need to know is that uh, Ryan Yarbrough was DFA'd uh, they traded J.T. Chaguar, Xavier Edwards, and Miles Mastroboni. They DFA'd Javi Guerra and Bly Madras, Madras, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and they added the following prospects to the 40-man roster to be protected from the Rule 5 draft. Uh, Osleves Basabe, Taj Bradley, Greg Jones, Curtis Mead, Colby White, Evan. Thoughts on all these maneuvers that uh, transpired this week? Yeah, well, we were expecting fireworks from the Rays. Like, they had so much to rework with the roster. There was a huge numbers game. They had to get rid of a bunch of people. We thought maybe something creative would happen. Maybe a big name would go. You know, and and not to mention that even in all of this, you know, right, G-Man Choi is gone. They're not going to keep Kevin Kiermeyer, So we're expecting some crazy headline to happen. And in the end, they trade Xavier Edwards. You know, at the the time was their fourth highest rated prospect, according to MILB.com or, you know, um, top five pretty much across the board. And uh, they they get a pitcher who's 17 years old, intrigues me a lot but it you know they they get somebody who's going to take a a a little bit of time here to develop and and kind of reset the clock so they got a bunch of dudes who they can restock a little bit take some stabs with some other prospects and um shuffle around a a little surprised at javi guerra that that was somebody who i thought they were pretty high on you know was their best minor league pitcher last year they brought him up they threw him into some high leverage situations towards the end of the season uh control was probably an issue uh but you know th- there were some other candidates I-, I thought who who i would maybe let go by the wayside over javi guerra but you know it is what it is in the end, nobody that was given away seems of, you know, 
that I'm shocked about. You just hope that a guy like Miles Mastroboni doesn't go uh, Jake Cronenworth out there. And, um, you know, I'm a, Miles is a guy who has succeeded at every step along the way through that raised minor league system. And uh, you wonder if he'll be able to be an average guy uh, for the Chicago Cubs, uh, given the opportunity. So, um, but look, they need power. They need pop. And, you know, Mastroboni is probably not going to find room out there in the outfield anyway. And you already have versatility throughout this 40-man roster. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Um, I'm not no, – no Rays fan should be crying about Miles Mastroboni. Uh, and I'm sure you'll play that back in three years, and I'll be wrong. But yeah. oh, we we got our people Evan clipping that right now, of course. Uh, so we we'll get that uh, going. I, I got to tell you, I, I agree. I don't think uh, of all of the moves that were made, there wasn't anything that like shocked me. And we, Kevin and I, did a three part series on the Rule Five Draft and how it all worked out. Not to honk our own horn, but beep the beep beep. Uh, everything that kind of happened, we we kind of mocked it. The scenario saying we, I think Master Boney, Brett Wisely, uh, Bly Madres or Madrius, uh, however it is pronounced, um, uh, Yarbrough, all of these names, we 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 put them on the JT Shagwa. I I, ma- I made a point out of yeah. it saying this guy wasn't even included in the in in the wild card roster. Like they've already told you what you know how how he's in in their book so i gotta tell you i wasn't super surprised but i do want to focus on i guess the biggest name which is ryan yarbrough were you surprised that maybe there wasn't a trade uh offer for yarbrough and that he was instead dfa'd or did, does that really not matter in the and at, at the end no i mean he would have i mean first off whatever you're going to pay him was not worth it for you know due to the years he's accrued uh, at this point. And I'm sh- somebody will take a stab at him, but, you know, who wants to give up anything for Ryan Yarbrough? No offense to him, uh, you know, and he's had tremendous moments in a Rays uniform. But, you know, we talked about it last season, right? Like having Ryan Yarbrough and Josh Fleming is redundancy. You can have one. Having two is too much. Uh, it's pretty much the same you're looking for soft contact and hoping for the best that something clicks, especially, you know, from a lefty. So, you know, with, with Fleming being, uh, you know, fulfilling that. But, uh, yeah, I don't think you were going to get anything. And I'm sure they tried and whatever. I mean, it, it, like you just have to clear room. And he went up and down last year with the money that he was making, which, as you said, already tells you kind of, how they wanted to move on. And, and honestly, he, he, he kind of clicked a little bit there in the middle at points, but they had no faith in him going deep into games, sort of. And, and once they felt like the wheels were falling off, they yanked him quickly. So, um, you know, looking at the 40-man, the there's still going to be some openings that they can now create with people going to the 60-man. Um because we, we know that Shane Boz is going to be out for the year. We know Colby White is going to be, uh, you know, uh, also on, on Tommy John. So he's going to be Dunzo's. Um, Andrew Kittredge will be another 60-man guy. So now you can kind of try to find pockets of space to bring in free agents and where they'd all kind of land. But um, 
you know, I, I would say people who are fringe for me, you know, guys like, uh, I mentioned Josh Fleming. Um, I, I was wondering how they viewed Sean Armstrong. I, I guess he proved some stuff at the end of that year. You know, Yanni Torinos, what did they feel about him since they didn't really give him a run towards the end of the year? Um, Fauché, still trying to make Fauché happen. So yeah. there, those, those were a handful of guys I was also keeping my eye on from the staff who I thought were maybe expendable peach, uh, pieces for um, management. And I'm sure the emergence of lefty Jeffrey Springs probably made it a little bit easier to stomach with uh, DFA and Ryan Yarbrough. Again, this is a franchise that DFA'd Corey Dickerson and CJ Crone. And despite uh, Ryan Yarbrough's 500 plus innings of contribution to the Rays, anything can happen to you at any time if uh, you play for this organization, for sure. Uh, We will continue this discussion, but uh, Ulysses, we have to tell the audience about something called Simply Safe. Well, Simply Save uh, was named the best home security system of 2022, Kevin, by U.S. News and World Report for a third year in a row. And that is because your fa- family, your home comes first when you're using Simply Safe. You actually can have 24 7 monitoring agents or Simply Safe tech support staff to help you whenever you need. Um, they're always there in an emergency. You can uh, do uh, Simply Safe and include it into your house by uh, in going to simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. I'll say it again simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. You get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. That's 50% off. You're not going to find that anywhere else so again use simplysafe.com slash locked on mlb there's no safe like simply safe is what we say um i'm glad that uh, ulysses mentioned the bit about brett wisely i totally forgot to mention that he got traded and part of this crazy day and shuffle that was with the Rays. I mean, if you're following uh, Mark Topkin and his Twitter account, he couldn't keep up with all the moves and maneuvers. Uh, he needed an intern McGee to help him out there. But out of the guys added to the 40 man for the Rays, uh, Basabi, Bradley, Greg Jones, Curtis Mead, and Colby White. Um, Evan, which of those guys are you most confident in having the best MLB career, be it with the Rays, like looking, looking, I know this is major projection here, but we fast forward 10, 15 years when uh, we're no longer doing this podcast. Um, which of these players has, will we look back and say, man, that was the best of this group? Uh, I lean towards, uh, who knows, but I, I lean towards Todd Bradley having the highest ceiling. We finally saw him struggle for the first time in AAA last year a little bit. He was blazing through the minor league system just untouchable for for most of his run in the minors got the triple a finally faced some adversity big whoop right i mean that was bound to happen uh for a dude how old is he again 20 um he's 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 young he was at he's he's drafted out of high school so yeah he's a 2001 birthday so what are we talking about 21 he'll be 22 entering next season so I mean, he's and he's got a lot of experience underneath his belt. I am really excited for him because he won't be with the club to start the season. But as long as he's healthy, 
I would be very surprised if we don't see him, you know, once something happens, because someone's going to get hurt. It's just the way that it goes down. If the starter gets hurt, Taj is, is potentially the first guy to get the call up, depending on who they bring in, because we know that there's, you know, a Noah Syndergaard-like signing or whatever, that they're going to sign one guy for a year, $9 million, and try to get a veteran into this rotation a la Kluber, Waka, mm-hmm. Morton. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, but the person who I think will make the biggest impact next season is Curtis Mead. Ulysses? I would say Curtis Mead for both, man. I, I, okay. I mean, this guy, I, I'm Friends going to say the same well, yeah, friend of the pod, exactly. Uh, he always gets yes. a bump, uh, of, of, first of all. I got to say, Curtis, you know, I use this uh, reasoning for Harold Ramirez, and I'll use it again for Curtis Mead. The, the fact that when you are in a, in a place where you're the only one kind of representing your country, that, that, that gives you a bump. Like, that is a, a WRC plus an OPS bump. Uh, an ERA plus bump, you know, uh, to know that people back home, the ones that are into the sport are looking for your successes because you're also representing them. That's a huge, huge add on that. I don't think a lot of people can quantify and and might not even be able to understand. The guy is has this whole Australia uh, in his back. And I think that that is a huge, huge thing. And let it be known, we, we talked uh, this w- with him there haven't been a lot of successful Australian hitters. There's been a lot of pitchers, but I think he's the first Australian born hitter to make a 40 man. Yeah, exactly. There's been like, I think there's been like five pitchers or something like that, or maybe it's the same thing too. I think, I think we're at the same thing, thing too. So like that, that's huge. Like he knows that. And, and, and his friends, his family and, and people back home, are rooting for him. I think that's a huge, huge su- uh, success. So I'm, I'm going to go with Curtis Mead. I agree with 2023 that he's going to be a big impact. Um, if the race don't do anything with third base, uh, he could be an option there, maybe to platoon. Maybe he could be uh, some type of an answer at first base as well. Because, it, you know, if you don't get your ha- Jose Abreu or you want to do a platoon of Brandon Lau and Curtis Mead, Boy, can I do a really hard parenthesis here? Um, I've been banging, and, and Kevin, you you know this. I've been banging the drum for Brandon Lau to move to first base since like 2020. If this actually mm-hmm. happens, I might just go and clip a 2020 episode of ours during COVID and just take my victory lap because I'm even seeing Top and, and Adam Barry write about the possibility of Brandon Lau uh, at first base, and I'm like. I've been there. Thank you for getting on my train, Kevin. People are getting on, Kevin. No, it's crazy. I mean, you mentioned, I think the Tampa Bay time just rips everything from our podcast and turns it into an article or a column. That's it's (laughs) like the twilight zone over here. Seemingly Uh, question who has more plate appearances in 2023 for the race, Curtis Mead or Isak Paredes. Ooh. Uh, N slash A. I, I got to see what move they make in free agency. It's too early to tell because okay. because we know we know they're going to sign a first baseman with some pop. 
I, I don't know. Or they're going to trade for one. I don't, you know, but they're bringing in someone with pop. They're talking with Eric Neander before the season ended. And what we have seen with the moves, it is very clear they need, uh, they know that they can't fix the power issue. They need to go search that outside. Now, Brandon Lau might be that option early. We'll see if they make that switch to throw him over at first base, get that pop, provide the pop elsewhere in the lineup. That's where Tampa Bay can get creative. But um, until we know who they bring in, it's tough to answer that question because if they decide to bring in a third baseman, uh, which you know would, would limit probably Mead and block him a little bit for the one-year deal, you know, then I might go Isak Paredes. Um, if they kind of leave things the way they are, I lean towards um, Mead. So it just I gotta see the way that they they handle this. I, I so you don't – you're uh, like a politician talking both sides it's just, of the it's, Well, a little bit, but it's too early to tell. It's, it's too early for this question. It's too you're early because I just, now I'm just giving you – then I may just be giving an answer in the heat of the moment. And we're, we just need – there's – we've gotten the 40-man. Now we got to get the, you know, the winter meetings. And that's when, when they start making a couple – there's going to be a couple of big trades in here, um, at least one. Right. So what is that? What does that look? It's going to change the landscape of the team a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, anything, what we have known up to this point is that they have not fixed the power issue. So until I know how they fixed the power issue, then I can't answer that because right now you need Paredes in the lineup because who else is providing power? But if you provide it elsewhere, maybe he's more of a utility guy and, and fills in on injury. Evan Klosky should be be a, uh, before I get uh, Ulysses, your take here, Evan Klosky, you are a future press secretary. You are just filibustering to the nth degree. The the greatest answer answer ever. You guys uh, are like the Spider Man meme. You guys are like you know, the, hey, hey, I do that. No, you do that. I do that. Hey, um, learn from the best over here. Um, no, I'll go Isak Paredes for now since okay he played last year and me didn't. So there you go. There's my. I'll just I'll just go with the person that I know uh, versus the person that I don't know. At you know, yeah, that's fair. We saw yeah, Josh. Need- we saw Josh Lowe last year, and uh, and you know, yeah. you, you can have high expectations, and then they start playing, and you're like, well, eh, I'll see you back in Durham. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ulysses. Uh, opening day roster, I can 100%. If he's not hurt, Isak Paredes is making the opening day roster. Yeah, I he's going to make say it. The same, yeah, yeah I, I can't say the same thing for Curtis Mead. So now already that, that would be the upper, upper hand of having more at-bats because mm-hmm. then how badly does he have to perform in order to get – uh, you know, out of the lineup and 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 then possibly move down to AAA. Although I don't know if Isak Paredes is out of options. I am not sure. About he that might be out of so. options. I think I saw or read that somewhere, but I again I could be wrong on that. But I thought well, he was out of options. So then there you go. Then then you're going to have to kind of give him a long leash, right? Because you're not. He is out to... of options. Yes. Okay. Then then there you go. I'd I'd ha- it has to be Isak Paredes just because of that that factor alone again unless injury happens and then you know curtis mean might be the guy next up but i like that you said that they know that they need options with power i because 
the fandom has been screaming about that. Like, you need power. Now, you did fo- say that it has to be from the first base side, but couldn't the power come from a third base pickup or a, you know, I, I understand Curtis Mead is not going to be the option for power, like the the the, the salvation, no. the the solution. And even Neander said it at the end of the this the season how the the answer is not in house. And I loved yeah. hearing that from him. But it, it might just be something, you know, that's from another yeah. position. Yeah. And before I mean, before you answer that, Evan, uh, we have to tell you about uh, something called BetOnline.net. Uh, I guess we're not going to put any. Yeah, green skittles, and we're not gonna at this juncture. It, it sounds like we're not going to put any uh, bets on who's gonna get more plate appearances or at bats. Isak Paredes or Curtis Mead. We'll we'll wait a couple months on that uh, there. But BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there: football, basketball, soccer, esports, all of it at betonline.net. So head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more Bet Online. It is where the game starts. So yeah, this was a great transition because uh, multiple times throughout the course of this episode, Evan has mentioned uh, Bopper, Power Bat. Uh, I'm curious where you lie on that. is it going to be a first baseman? Is it going to be a third baseman? Is it going to be a DH? Is it just going to be somebody via trade or free agency that, and and we also have to look at what is the, the definition of a power bat for the race compared to other teams? Is that a guy who can knock out 18 to 23? Or are we looking at a, a 30 plus Homer candidate? They need fear in the lineup. Oh my God. Like they just look, I love Wander Franco. I don't know when it's going to switch for him to lift the ball, but as of right now, when healthy, he's a dude who's going to probably hit like 320. But, you know, it's going to be a lot of doubles, maybe 10 home runs. As I said, I mean, one day it might change. It's going to, yeah. one day it is going to just be like this. Yeah. He's just, I don't think he's ever truck. a 30 homer guy, though, per se. He's, yeah. I mean, you know, he, I think probably, he could probably have one season at 30, like an MVP type season. But but I would lean towards maybe twenty. I, I would lean more towards twenty twenty five when he's probably at the peak of his career. Yeah. But having said that, they need right. We said this with Nelson Cruz when they brought him in and traded for him, and why I loved it because it gives you protection. It gives you fear. I mean, imagine like Wander Franco has no one behind him that pitchers would ever. Why would you ever pitch to Wander? I, I like I just don't know that. Like why like. I mean, if no one's on base, sure, go ahead. I mean, whatever. He gets a single, double, who cares? But imagine if you gave him protection. Imagine if a pitcher was like, oh, I can't let Wander get on base here because I don't want, you know, I okay, don't want a guy you- I don't want a guy on first or second for this power hitter. And what if that power hitter was Brennan Lau? Do you think Brennan Lau is enough to be that guy? Uh, to me, no. I, I I love Lau, especially for his money, for a team that needs to worry about its books. And I think getting, you know, like people get rid of him. No, that's not the answer. You got to keep him. The, you know, when healthy, the stats come at the end of the year. The problem is it's like for those who play fantasy, when is the heater coming? When is he going to – it's it's hot and cold, hot and cold, right? That's the, the Joey Gallo syndrome. It's just – 
you know that the stats are going to be there at the end of the year, but is it worth nursing a guy for the entire season to have 15 to 20 days that are awesome? And now the, I, I, to me, I think there's an argument that says yes, because in the long run of those 15 and 20 games, you're probably winning a good chunk of them, assuming that you're hitting two, three run home runs, you know, depending on Lau probably hits a little bit more solo if he's batting number one in the order. But yeah. if you were to move him down in the order, like you're suggesting, and you put him, you know, you put Wander in front of him, maybe that becomes a two run homer more often. So that's sort of the debate we have to have and really flesh out how that's going to look. But I don't think that Lau is the answer. I think he's a compliment, right? Like, Oh, Evan, Evan, you must have. Yes. Yes, that's that's I, I said this for Randy Rosarena when we were doing our player review, right, Kevin? Randy Rosarena mm-hmm. was or, you know, close to Yandy Diaz being the best player of the team in 2022. But let's say, you know, Yandy was the MVP of the 2022 season. Tremendous, tremendous year offensively. Yandy Diaz cannot be your best player. Randy Rosarena cannot be your best player. And I'm going to say it again to another guy. Brendan Lau cannot be your best player. You need a li- you need one more guy in there. I'm okay with making Wander Franco the best guy. That's that's fine. But because yeah, he's a five tool guy, so he's going to do and defense. I mean, there's a lot yes. that he provides to your your plate. You know, you got a beautiful right. entree. It may it might not be the biggest steak, but the sides are glorious. Exactly. So so I, I'm I'm okay with Andy and Randy being the guys that they are. And and Brendan Lau being the guy that he is, you know, at his worst, he's a what, 75, 80 WRC plus, And at his best, he's like a 130. Like, that's fantastic. Like, you know, ultimately, like you said, the, the bottom line. But you need I agree with you. You you can't have those complimentary guys be the best guy in this in, in this season. You need somebody else. And they know and that. that somebody else. Who is that, Evan? Who do you have targeted? Is it Jose Abreu? Is it? Brandon Nimmo? Is it JD Martinez? Is it Josh Bell? Because again, this is the Rays we're talking about. I mean, we can talk till we're blue in the face about getting uh, Jose Abreu, but how realistic is that as opposed to trading for, say, a Sean Murphy type? I mean, you love your boy, Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy would be great um, for sure, but he's not a power guy. So he's also a compliment guy. He's also a, a nice winning piece. You know, you got to remember the Rays books are okay right now. Okay. The the the, the Wander Franco contract, some of this money hasn't fully kicked in. I know, you know, they can spend this year. They can spend the next couple of years on a guy or two. And, and as long as it falls off the book in time, it's okay. So in the short term, you know, if J.D. Martinez wants a fat one-year contract, I think the Rays can give that to him. If he wants to come down, if Jose Abreu wants a fat two-year contract, I think they can give that to him. But, yeah, I, I think you're looking at those pieces. You know, Josh Bell is where we're kind of getting on the fringe of, like, mm, this is a little risky. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you're hoping for it to hit, but it could be a complete failure and a waste of money, and now you're stuck in the same position. But to me, um, J.D., Jose, those guys, you stick in the middle of that lineup and you've got some punch now, you know, and not to mention I love JD because he hits a lot of doubles. This team is built on speed. 
that should be a run every time he hits a double. Um, so yeah. that that's another thing. I, I probably wouldn't want JD for more than a year. He's he's getting old, but he still has. Yeah. I mean, he's a power hitter that this franchise just. Well, here's the thing that, that both both of those guys are risk because Jose Abreu hit just age one thing, but two Jose Abreu hit what 15, 16 homers with 600 at bats played appearances. Same mm-hmm. thing with JD Martinez. They both topped out at 15, 16 homers. That would make year. him the third most home run hitter of the, of the team in 2022. This team has no pop. So yeah, 16 might not be so impressive, but 16 makes you top makes you on the podium. Yeah. If you're, but if you're going to go for that big fish, you might as well, I mean, spend a little less money and get a Trey Mancini or a Josh Bell or trade for a Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy's going to give you at least 15. Trey Mancini would be really nice. Yeah, I would, I I still, would really I, like that. I, I will say, though, I mean, Jose Abreu hit 304. So, true. you know, it's, it's you're, you're get, again, you have to understand the presence, too. Um, mm-hmm. People aren't going to fear Sean Murphy, uh, even though we, we, we like him. Now, I don't like him as much as you do uh, because you love him. But he's good. Like he's objectively very good. Like you're ready to have, you're ready to go to burn, sit down with him, have a dinner, wine and yes. dine. I'm here to just watch yeah. him play a baseball game. But besides, <laughs> besides, he that, has a, he yeah, might be good on catchers, honestly. Between Beth and Cord and Mejia, they might be okay. So I, yeah, I'm I, willing to uh, diverge from the Sean Murphy. Murphy love. Everybody they gotta, wants they gotta Sean take, Murphy, though. No pun intended. They got to take a big swing, and they need a guy with veteran presence pop to just host just I don't yeah. want you to tinker with this guy all right I want you to get a four hitter and he's going to stay there all year all right yep. no screwing around four slot yes. him in every night kind of like Nelson Cruz like kind of like what Nelson Cruz did and oh, that's why about I, that? when Nelson Cruz didn't. was added they did five plus runs a game look at that and he knew his role everybody and, got better around and him he wasn't and he wasn't excellent with the Rays, but the presence helps. It just it helps anchor the lineup. It really does. Even if the numbers aren't there, it helps yep. the lineup be more productive. I'm just uh, – I have a little bit of caution when it turns to the Rays and going after a big, quasi-big free agent bat because it seems like – or via trade, it just seems like uh, it leaves yourself up to the possibility for disappointment. That's but then, what, then never make an addition, never make a trade. I mean, I'm just saying, like, that. I, I'm I'm just saying, saying like, no matter what, you, you're going to have to, like, you're going to have to take a little leap on some people. You know, last year, we, I think last year was the first real year we saw the Rays whiff on a lot of projections in their head. Like, oh, this is how it's going to go down. Oh, yeah. like, the injury, injury, low was a bust. Like, I mean, this like left and right, they kind of just, you know, it just didn't work for them. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that there will be an educated risk and you just have to try it. You're not the Yankees. You're not going to be able, you know, and you're not going to spend and mortgage assets to get in somebody like that. But, um, you know, other than, doing a, a hero call to the Padres for Juan Soto for the year. And maybe the Padres realigning saying, we're not going to go all in and we want to get some prospect back, which is not happening by the way. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying right. that, that that is, I'm just, yeah. what, you know, 
if you're not going to offer up all your prospects for somebody who's going to be a, a for sure thing, then you're going to have to take the educated risk. I'm all in on going after Evan Longoria. Let's uh, let's yes. bring some pizzazz. I, would, yes. I think. Drop. I think for me, I think I would love. I, they might bring back Evan Longoria because I think they need a face again for the franchise. Right? You lost Brett Phillips. You lost G Man Choi. You lost Kevin Kiermeyer. Right now, Wander Franco is your face, but he's still pretty new to the area. Longoria gives you headlines. gives you a guy you can trot out there every day in front of the media. He's a veteran. He's going to get injured. He's not going to be the same guy. But, you know, it, a lot of people would love that hire and or that love that signing. And I don't think that um, he would be terribly yeah. expensive. No, I mean, if you strike out, uh, I mean, so to, so to speak, strike out on uh, J.D. Martinez and uh, – Jose Brady, whatever it may be. Uh, and your options are like Mitch Hanniger and Evan Longoria go with Evan Longoria. <laughs> like even if Mitch Hanniger is going to finish with a higher war, or whatever I, you go with the, you go with the Longo play. Yeah. yeah you just, go with the Longo play because now, now you're actually giving something to the fan base that most of the fan base, even though most of the fan base might be wrong, but you're giving yeah. something most of the fan base would really appreciate. Look, Com- combining 08 rookie of the year longo with randy rosarena and wonder franco like that it would just be a dream and i'm a sucker for those reunions you know that kevin you know that evan so yes. i would 100 percent agree in fact i think even if they were again an 86 win team let's say in 2023 they were an 86 win team and they get to the playoffs uh with, with longo that would be a much more enjoyable brand of baseball just because longo is in the presence and what he does and what he does, because, again, we're fans, right? So you, you're you a fanatic. There's emotions, okay? It's not rational all the time. You would enjoy an 86-win season by the Rays seeing Longo and, and Wander play than the 86-win season that just happened. And I, Absolutely. And I, wanted, yeah, and I just want to say this quickly. Longo, since the last season with the Rays, all right? So then when he went to the Giants, played 125 games, 129 games, 53 games, which was the 2020 season, by the way, uh, 81 games and 89 games. So he was the healthiest during, he was healthiest during the pandemic season, but four out of the five seasons, he's faced significant injuries. But if you were to play a full season, you're looking at a 25 homer guy. I mean, he's still popping them out. I mean, 81 games, 13 homers, 89 games, 14 homers. So if you, you were able to get him for 140 games, you're at least, I mean, an easy 20. So get which, them in off by, his feet. Which, get, get which by the H. way, an easy 20, like the, the Rays just had a season where they got the hardest 20. <laughs> so, I mean, so they're, again, speaking of calculator risk, you just, you sign them and you say, Please stay healthy. Please stay healthy. Please stay healthy. Understand, like, it's like the Buccaneers, if you're a Buccaneers fan out there, Julio Jones, you know he's going to get injured. But what if he doesn't? Right now you got a stud on your hands for a cheap price. Um, And you just hope for the best, and you hope that he's healthy towards the end of the season when you need him. I mean, and not to mention the Rays can manage his games a lot more than I think other teams would. And they would, you know, they have versatility and can try to shelter him a bit. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice if you get Longo between 2013 to 2016, 2017, where he was playing 160 games every yeah. year. Um, Evan, 
where can people find your work? How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, uh, hit me up on Twitter at Eklosky WTSP. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, 10TampaBay.com. Obviously, it's the offseason right now. You know, when the Rays have a big trade like we know they're going to have, we'll have information mm-hmm. for you there. Spring training, we'll be out there. Uh, but Bucks, Lightning, you know, anything happening locally, we got you at 10TampaBay.com. Check it out. And uh, whenever the USF Bulls football program hires their next coach, you'll have that covered too. That's so. right. Uh, hopefully somebody who goes throughout their tenure winning more than four games. Um, yeah. yeah. What a disaster. Um, all right. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on Sports Today podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we'll be back on Friday with a player review episode plus uh, baseball trivia and name that war. Stay tuned.